Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. With a speed of light, a clot of dust, and a hearty Hyo Silver, the Lone Ranger. His faithful Indian companion, Tonto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse, Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver. Let's go, big fellow. Silver. Two men rode along the trail toward Hilltown. One of them, Bob Carter, was young, about 23. The other was an older, rougher-looking man named Buck Kimball. For some time, they rode in silence. Then Buck spoke. You seem to be doing a lot of thinking, Bob. What's on your mind? I'm thinking of the two years I just spent in territorial prison, for one thing. Yeah, you better try to forget that, fellow. That's easy to say. How can I forget it when I was sent there for something I didn't do? I was your cellmate for those two years, but you never did say what you were in for. I just didn't want to talk about it then. Want to tell me now? Sure, why not? It happened this way. A little over two years ago, I got a job at the express office in Hilltown. Working under an hombre named Sid Bruder, who was the express agent. I was green at the job, and I just did what I was told. Then what? Well, I didn't trust Bruder much. He went to the cafe a lot and gambled all the time. 
One day he come into the express office and taking a lot of loose papers from his desk, he brought them over to my desk. Say, Carter, I have something here I want you to do. All right, Mr. Bruder, what is it, sir? Well, I've been keeping the record of accounts in these loose sheets. The company's sending an investigator out this way. Well, he comes every once in a while. I want things to be ship-shape for him when he gets here. I see. Now, uh, here's the company account book the records are supposed to be kept in. Uh-huh. I want you to copy what I have on those sheets into this book. Oh, you write a neat hand, much better than I do. I want to make a good impression on the investigator. Ah, sure. The uh, sheets are numbered, so you won't have any trouble. Just copy the figures as I have them there. I've already checked them. All right. I'll be careful to copy them exactly. Be sure you do. I'll check the book against the sheets after you finish. He's coming here at the end of the week, so has to be ready then. So I went to work and copied what he had on those sheets of paper into the book. And gave it to Bruder for checking. Then what happened? Well, he said it checked all right. At the end of the week, the investigator came. He was still going over the accounts when I left that evening. Next morning, when I went to the office, he and Bruder were already there. And so was the sheriff. The sheriff? Yeah. What for? I didn't think anything of it when I went in. But it wasn't long before I found out what was up. Morning, Mr. Bruder. We're waiting for you, Carter. Howdy, Bob. Oh, hi, Sheriff. The express investigator asked me to come here. He wants to ask you a few questions, I reckon. That's right, I do. Carter, is this your handwriting in this account book? Oh, yes, sir. I copied everything just like I was supposed to. Copied everything? I guess Carter means the way bills and so forth. Mr. Bruder checked the book, sir, and said it was all right. Yes, I told you, Mr. Simmons. I checked the account book against the way bills that Carter gave me and found that it tallied. I see. But it doesn't tally with the other half of the way bills that I brought with me. I've gone over everything here carefully, but, uh... But what? I guess I don't savvy all this. You will, Carter. Mr. Bruder told me that you insisted on keeping the account book. And he let you do it because of your neat handwriting. Insisted? Oh, now, look, mister. He come to me and told me to copy the accounts, uh, and that's what... I knew he'd try to get out of it. What do you mean by that? The accounts in this office are short over $1,000, Carter. It's evident that you destroyed some of the way bills so as to make the accounts check. I've asked the sheriff to take you into custody. I'll sign a warrant for the arrest on the charge of theft from the express office. I'll have to take you in, Bob, so you might as well come along quiet-like. But I didn't steal anything from the express company, I tell you. It's a frame-up, that's what it is. I didn't do it. Well, in spite of what I said, they wouldn't believe me. I was given a trial and sentenced to two years in territorial. <laughs> That's my story. Huh. The dirty coyote brooder framed you, all right. Yeah, he did. And now I'm going to get back at him. Somehow. Even if it means going back to jail for the rest of my life. Get up! Get up here! Meantime, the Lone Ranger and Tonto had made camp in the hills outside of Hilltown. Tonto, who had gone to town for supplies, returned and reined up at the campsite. Oh, Scott, ho, fella. Ho, fella. Scott. Well, Tonto, the news from Hilltown? Missy Ombre in cafe. Big, heavy set. Have scar on the left cheek. 
Him called Buck. Oh, what about him? Well, him fella we meet some time ago. Him have gang. Him go to jail when you catch gang. Hmm. That sounds like Buck Kimball who robbed the stage near Stockton with his gang three years ago. That same fella. Me remember now. He must have just been released from prison. Me hear him say that. Me go into cafe, him at table in corner with other fella. Me listen, hear what they say. I'm sure glad to meet up with you again, Jose. I just finished a stretch in Territorial. Rode right over here to find you. See, si, Senor Buck. I waited several days since I get your letter. You have plans, no? Well, I didn't have anything definite, but I think I have something good now. You see, I rode over here with a fellow I met in prison. He's waiting at that cabin we had along the river. I come in for supplies and to meet you. And what about this hombre you speak of, senor? Well, he's sort of a greenhorn at things, Jose. Claims he was framed in the territorial, that he's going to get even. So? Well, it gave me an idea. Folks around here will know he's due to get out. At his trial, he claimed he was framed and he'd get even. And just what is his idea, Senor Buck? Maybe we can even that score for him and get away with a good lot of money. Leaving a certain party to take the blame again. (laughs) He'd sure go loco having the same thing happen twice. Like going to prison again for something he didn't do, huh? (laughs) It would be very funny, Senor. Very funny. Uh, tell me more about what it is you intend to do. Uh, not here. Let's go somewhere else where we can talk privately. Oh, see, go right to the place where he's waiting. As we ride, you can tell me of your plans in your book. Let us go. Well, them leave cafe and ride out of town on East Trail. Me get supplies, come back to camp. I see. I wonder who the fellow is that Buck Kimball plans to frame. Well, me not know, Kimasabi. After supper, I'll put on a disguise, then we'll ride into town. We might be able to find out if he really was framed before. Perhaps you'll need a little help to outsmart Kimball. Later, the Lone Ranger in disguise arrived in town with Tonto and went into the cafe. They stood unnoticed at the back of the cafe, watching a card game that was in progress. Then, as the door to the cafe opened, the Lone Ranger heard remarks that caused him to gaze intently at the man who entered. Hey, look who's back in town. Yeah, he must have just got out of prison. Said Bruder better watch himself now. Tonto, must be the fellow Buck mentioned. Uh-huh. That right? Hi, Glad to see you around again. What do you have? I'm not particular. Anything you got. Sure, come on right up. Hey, look, there's a sheriff going over to talk to Bob Carter. Yeah. Let's listen to what he says. Hello, Bob. Hi, Sheriff. I guess it's good to be back in circulation again, isn't it? Yeah, it is, Sheriff. I'm wondering why you came back here to Hilton. Any particular reason? What reasons I have, I'll just keep to myself, Sheriff. You sounds better, Tonto. Uh-huh. I thought I ought to warn you, Bob, seeing as how I'm still sheriff here, and seeing as how me and a lot of others remember what you swore to do when you were sent. Warn me about what, for instance? Just to forget about trying to get even with Sid Bruder, that's all. Two years in prison isn't the kind of treatment that makes an hombre forget anything, Sheriff. Have a drink? No, thanks. Just remember what I said, Carter. If you don't, you might wind up back there in Territorial for a long, long time. Yeah, you want another, Bob? No more, thanks. Yeah, there's the money for that one. Yeah, all right. So long. 
Leaving the cafe behind Bob Carter, the Lone Ranger stood just outside the door until he rode away. There he goes, Toto. Come on. Ah. Easy, big foot. Easy, Scout. Easy, fella. Come on, sir. Get him up, Scout. We'll follow him at a distance until we get well out of town. I don't want anyone to see us talking to him. I'll put my mask back on now. Ah. Moon plenty bright tonight. It's easy to keep feller in sight. He's riding pretty hard, Toto. We'd better hurry a bit. Come on, Silver. Get him up, Scout. Lone Ranger and Tonto followed Bob along the trail for some distance. Finally, a bend in the trail ahead hid him from their view. A few minutes later, they rode around the bend, but he was not in sight. He must have him. not in sight now. That's strange. Here on the trail is straight for some distance. I wonder if he turned off. Well, maybe. Oh, 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 oh. That shot come from left, Kimasabi. From behind Boulder, over yonder. Yes, I know. That was just a warning shot. Got both of you covered in the neck, shall count. It's easy to rush him, Kimasabi. What we do? We'll do as he says, Tonto. Put your hands up. All right, mister. The next move is yours. Don't move. I'm coming out there. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. You're masked out, huh? I saw you and that Indian come out and wait on the cafe porch for me to ride away. I guess Bruder must be plenty scared to go and hire a couple of gunslingers to follow me. We don't know anyone named Bruder, Bob. Though from what we overheard the sheriff say in the cafe, he's the man with whom you swore to get even. Said Bruder is a dirty double-crossing coyote. If he didn't send you after me, then why did you come and why are you wearing that mask? You think because I've been in prison I might want to tie up with outlaws like you. And you've got another thought coming. I don't aim to. Glad to hear it, Bob. I'm not an outlaw, and neither is my friend, Toto. That mask says different, mister. And I'm getting both here before you get me. Forget the mask. We followed you because we want to talk to you. That's what you say. I've got the drop on you, and you can't talk your way out of it. Now, look, Bob. We came as friends, believe me. You claim Sid Bruder framed you into prison. Your bitter feeling against him is more or less natural. Say what you like, mister. But after I get through with you, I'm going to get even with Bruder. And you can count on that. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments.
to continue our story. Bob Carter got the drop on the Lone Ranger and Tonto as they rode along the trail. Thinking they were sent to kill him by Bruder, Bob was bitter and unreasonable. The Lone Ranger wanted to avoid gunplay with Bob, and in spite of the tense situation, spoke again to him in a calm voice. You're not the killer type, Bob. You've said you'll get even with Bruder. That's what you've told everybody. What of it? Because of that statement, you're liable to be framed into prison again. What? What do you mean by that? Before I tell you anything, Bob, I want to make sure of your next move. Tell me, did you know Buck Kimball in prison? Buck Kimball? Well, yeah, why? Did he ever tell you how he got there? Sure. He and his gang were caught by some hombre wearing a mask and riding a white stallion. An hombre working on the side of the law named... Hey, that mask you're wearing, that white stallion... Are you the... Yes. Yes, Bob. I'm the one Kimball told you about. <laughs> well, I'll be doggone. I guess I don't need this gun, then. Sorry I shot at you, mister. Well, that's all right. Will you come with us to our camp where we can talk? I'll tell you what we found out, and we can make some necessary plans. How about it, Bob? All right, sure. I'll go along with you. Good enough. Maybe that if we plan well and move fast enough, we'll not only save Sid Bruder's life... It'll also save you from being blamed for his murder. At the Lone Ranger's camp, he told Bob what Tonto had overheard in the cafe when Buck talked to Jose. At first, Bob was upset and angry. Why, that sneaking crook? Planning to frame me all over again. I ought to go back and Calm break down. his neck. Calm down, Bob. Buck Kimball is mean and tough. You'd be no match for him and that man, Jose. Uh, no, I guess you're right. Well, Buck came out to the cabin with this fellow, Jose, and introduced him to me. Then the two of them left, saying they had some business to attend to. After they'd gone, I rode into town to the cafe. I see. That means they may be ready to carry through their plans tonight. They'll have to move fast. Isn't that right? Maybe if we tell Sheriff... No, Tonto. No, that wouldn't do. Sheriff doesn't know us, and he might get the idea we were just paving the way for Bob to get back at Bruder. Mm, that's true. Then what we do? Yeah, what are we going to do? Frankly, I, I don't know why you want to help me at all. You told us your story, Bob. I'm inclined to believe Bruder did frame you. We'll find that out later. Even if you were guilty, you paid for it. Now it's up to us to prevent you from being framed again. Mm, that's right. You have a plan, maybe? No, nothing definite, Tonto. We'll discuss a plan as we ride toward town. All right, let's get the horses now and get started. Meantime, the sheriff went to Sid Bruder's room at the hotel. Well, Sheriff, come in, come in. Thanks, Mr. Bruder. It brings you here. I came to warn you that Bob Carter's back in town. Got out of jail this week. Bob Carter, huh? Yeah, I'd forgotten about him. That's too bad a nice-looking young fellow like Carter turned out to be an embezzler. Yeah, that's right. But what I come here for was to remind you of what he swore to do when he was sentenced. That he'd get even with you. Oh, that. I'm not worried about it. <laughs> well, you better think about it. Because I got the impression he meant what he said. 
And like I told you, he's here in town now. Well, thanks for warning me, Sheriff. I'm going down to the express office shortly, and I carry a gun, so I won't get upset over a weakling like Bob Carter. Maybe I ought to go along with you. Oh, no need for that. Yeah, just as you say, but I'll sort of keep my eyes peeled just in case. I'll be getting along now. So long, Mr. Bruder. Good night. And thanks for coming over, Sheriff. Don't worry about me. I'll take care of myself. Leaving the hotel, the sheriff went to his office. A short time later, one of his deputies entered hurriedly. Sheriff, I found out something. What's up, Hank? What you so excited about? I trailed that hombre Bob Carter from the cafe a while ago, just like you told me to. Well, where'd he go? He started out of town, followed by two other hombres. On the way, one of the other hombres put on a black mask. They met up with Carter. I got around the bend in the trail just in time to see them right away together. Then what? They went to where the masked man and the other one, uh, an Indian, was camping out. After talking a while, they headed back toward town. I lit out by a shortcut and came to tell you. By golly, I bet Carter tied up with a couple of outlaws so as to get back at Sid Bruder. Get some men together. We'll ride out and grab them before they can do any harm. Oh, yeah. Right, Sheriff. A lone ranger with Tonto and Bob rode along the trail toward town in the bright moonlight. As they rounded a bend in the trail near the town, they were confronted by the sheriff and his posse riding the other way. Look, he must hurry. Oh, posse. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. We got all three of you covered, so don't try to go for your guns. There's no reason for us to use guns, Sheriff. Carter, I suspected you'd try something tonight. I had a deputy follow you. He told me about you tying up with these two outlaws. You got everything wrong, Sheriff. I'm not fixing to pull anything, and these hombres aren't outlaws like you think. Whatever you might say don't make any difference. The fact that you swore to get even with Bruder, the fact that you're riding with this masked man and Indian, are reasons enough for me to take you to jail under suspicion. Don't let him talk you out of it. He was planning to get Bruder all right. Let's take him to jail, Sheriff. Oh, wait a minute. You're making a mistake, Sheriff. Bob Carter told you we're not outlaws. That mask says you are, mister. Now stop the Oh, uh, wait. Here. Here, Sheriff. Look at this. Hmm. A bullet. What about it? A silver bullet. Well, so it is made of silver. That don't mean anything to me. Then perhaps this note will mean something. Note? I don't savvy this at all. Read it. Signed, Henry Drew, United States Marshal, Pecos. My Indian friend Tonto and I were on our way to Pecos. We stopped at camp near here for the night when we heard about the plot against Bruder. Well, this is the Marshal's handwriting, all right. I get lots of notes from him. I guess if he knows you and trusts you, we can. Here you are. All right, thanks. You spoke of the plot against Bruder. That's why we came to stop Carter. Bob Carter doesn't intend to try to get even now, Sheriff. But we do know that two other men planned something against Bruder, knowing that everybody would immediately suspect Bob. Put up your guns, men. I'll take the responsibility. I don't know just what those men intend to do, but I feel that Bruder's life may be in danger. Also, I think they'll act tonight. Sid Bruder told me a while ago he was going to the express office. We better get to town right away. A short time later, Sid Bruder was going over papers at his desk in the express office when the door opened and Buck and Jose entered. Well, what can I do for you, men? 
First thing you can do is to open the safe, mister. Now, see, it's not good to argue, senor. Hurry up, get to the safe. I'll... All right. Go on, open it. Well, I am. Good. Get the stuff out of there, Jose. See, si, senor. Ah, so, there's plenty gold here. Yeah, we hit just at the right time, seems like. Three bags of it. Put two of them in my pockets, Jose. Uh, there they are. Uh, these other one I will carry. Well, all right. Now that you robbed the safe and got that gold, why don't you leave? <laughs> and have you run to the sheriff? No, mister. We ain't that loco. Well, what are you going to do? He asked what we're going to do, Jose. Shall I let him guess, huh? <laughs> uh, perhaps Senor Bruder has some more questions before we give him a bullet. Huh? You know my name. Look, take the gold timey off if you want, and then you can get away. Oh, no. You could describe us too well. If we drill you, they'll think our friend Carter did it. Carter? He sent you here. Maybe. After all, he did say he'd get even with you. Look. Look, if he's waiting outside, call him in. I- I'll do anything. I'll admit I framed him. He can't let you shoot me down in cold blood. So Carter told the truth at that. You did frame him. I don't blame him for wanting to get even. But we will get even for him, eh, Senor Bug? Ah, it's time we get this over, no? Yeah, that's right. No, no, wait, don't do it. I, I'll clear Carter. I, I'll admit that I fixed the accounts. Listen to me. I Funny don't want to... thing is, Bruder, Carter will never know that. We're shooting you and leaving. Then he'll get the blame and go back to prison to hang. This is it, Bruder. No. Oh, my... Oh. Someone shoot through the window. I get you, Bruder... Drop that gun, you. Caramba, he's the sheriff. I will not be triggered. Me get him. Oh, my arm. Oh, shoot me. Sheriff, oh. you all right? Just piece the back of my hand. Lucky Tano was right next to me. Oh, sheriff, thank heaven you got here in time. They were going to kill me. They robbed the safe. The gold is in their pockets. We were lucky to get here all right. Well, I think they were sent here by Bob Carter. I'm sure of it, even though they said That's that they... That's a you know it. Hey, Carter. Yeah, it's Bob Carter. Him and the rest of us were outside the door. We heard everything that was said in here, including you admitting that you framed Carter two years ago. If we hadn't come here, those two killers would have murdered you, Bruder. Bob Carter would have been blamed for that, it. That mask man, where'd he come from? If I'd known he was around... Well, I... you know now, Kimball. Sheriff, I suggest you hold Bruder until the express company decides what they want to do with him. I'll hold him all right. And believe me, I'll recommend that the express company make Bob Carter express agent in Bruder's place. What? To make up for what he went through. Do you really think they'd do that? Yes, I think they will, Bob. Come along, Toto. We're through here. Adios, Bob. Adios. And thanks for everything, mister. That, uh, that masked hombre sure had things figured out right. <laughs> and I, I still don't know just exactly who he is, though. One thing I do know, Sheriff. He's the man who put Buck Kimball behind bars with his gang. Sure did. And what's more, he kept me from doing something foolish by trying to get even with Bruder. I reckon Buck can tell you who that masked hombre is. All right, Kimball. If you know, then speak up. Uh, what kind of a lawman are you anyway if you never heard of the Lone Ranger?
This is a feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated, created and produced by George W. Trendle, directed by Charles D. Livingston, and edited by Fran Stryker. The part of the Lone Ranger is played by Brace Beamer. Thank <laughs> you.